Welcome to the Train Tart Tales podcast. We're two travellers seeking out and sharing interesting tales during our travels around the globe. From cultural phenomena to social issues to local customs, there's no topic too big or small. We tell real-life tales about real-life people and places. This episode, we're in Varanasi in northern India, and we're off to meet a third-generation chai waller to find out more about India's favourite drink, chai. We're running late and have hit the city's morning rush of slow-moving pilgrims, volatile cows, eager stray dogs and horn-honking motorbikes as we flip through the city's grubby and maze-like passages. Varanasi, in northern India, is the oldest and holiest of all Indian cities, drawing Hindu pilgrims in droves to bathe in the holy Ganges River or to cremate their departed loved ones. Words alone fail to capture the essence of this complex place, which is in equal measure beguiling, disgusting, photogenic and frustrating. It seems fitting then that Varanasi is where we will learn more about the magic elixir that is chai, a drink over which wars have been fought and countries conquered. You might think that chai and the chai stall are long-standing traditions in India, but they're relatively new phenomena in the country's long history. Although native tea plants grew wild in India, used primarily for cooking, it was during British rule in the 19th century that commercial tea cultivation began as part of a bid to break China's monopoly of the industry. But it wasn't until well into the 20th century when producers sought to capture the domestic market in India because of falling sales in Britain, that tea rose to become the drink of the masses. We've come to meet Suresh, a third generation chai waller or tea seller, whose tea we've been enjoying for a week or so now. His stall is tucked down a narrow cobbled lane off the bustling Kalika Galley, a shop-filled street that leads pilgrims and tourists to the city's famous Sri Kashi Vishwanath temple. As we turn into the lane, the familiar sight of Suresh's stall comes into view. Rusty countertop, rickety wooden benches, and a row of kettles lined up along the wall. Above us, there's a tarp, a makeshift roof in case of rain. On the peeling blue wall behind his counter is a Coca-Cola poster and tea-making utensils hang from nails for ease of access. The countertop is a repurposed metal cabinet and houses a muddle of tin containers, saucepans, spice jars and tea glasses, all the essentials for the alchemy of making chai. The cabinet doors are pasted with colourful images of Hindu deities and this is where Suresh stashes his chai-making kit when he closes up at night, attaching a couple of flimsy padlocks to keep thieves at bay. Suresh waves us over and we tuck in close to the stall to avoid the incessant bike traffic that rushes past along with the odd cow. Bells ring, music plays, people shout. Tea stalls in India aren't the most relaxing of places but then they aren't supposed to be. They're social spaces where customers come to talk about everything and nothing to set the world to rights over a cup of tea. And Suresh is the friendly face who greets customers every day, listening to their conversations and serving up their fix of chai. 
The lineup of patrons at Suresh's store this morning is a mix of men from different walks of life, clutching their glasses of chai and chattering away to one another. Travelling through India, it's become apparent that the chai stall is very much a male domain. Chai wallers and customers are usually male, while chai wallies, that is, female tea sellers, are rare and female customers are few and far between. We keep returning to this dingy looking tea stall because Suresh is such a welcoming character and happy to indulge our request for tea without sugar. You see, Indians like their tea toothachingly sweet. But Suresh forgives us our fussiness, greeting us with a broad smile each morning. This is fresh milk. No water inside. Today, he wants to show us how he makes a rich masala chai made with milk only no water rather than the regular chai he makes. With a string of mala prayer beads around his neck and a red tilaka stain on his forehead, he sets to work. First, Suresh removes a piece of newspaper and makeshift lid from one of the pans, revealing fresh buffalo milk. Pushing aside the custody film of skin that's formed on top, he pours the milk into a pot, placing it directly on top of a gas canister to heat. Safe and sanitary conditions are not India's strong point. Fiddling amongst the aluminium tins that sit on top of the counter, he finds the ones he wants, tea and sugar, and heaps a few healthy teaspoons into the milk. One, two, three, four, four is full sugar. Very good quality of tea, black tea. You smell that. Just two spoons. This is special masala chai. Next, he grabs a small leaf-shaped granite pestle and mortar to grind up some green cardamom and throws it into the pot. Cardamom. Little sugar. The importance of chai and the chai stall in India cannot be understated. It transcends class divides, is almost universally popular, and chai wallas can be found on nearly every street, train or bus station in the country at around 5 to 10 rupees or 7 to 15 cents a cup. It's also pretty cheap, making it accessible to even the poorest in India. India's three main tea growing regions and varieties are Assam, Darjeeling and Nilgiri. It's the world's second largest producer of tea, and 70% of that is consumed in India. But the popularity of tea in India brewed slowly. In the 1920s, tea companies began marketing cheaper grades of dust tea, selling them in small sachets, distributing free samples, and giving tea-making demonstrations. Later, advertisers marketed tea as a drink with the power to refresh and restore workers' stamina setting up tea stores and factories, and granting workers tea breaks. Tea sellers also started to appear at India's busy railway stations. But it was the period after India's independence in 1947 that saw the greatest change. Tea was promoted as 100% Swadeshi, meaning made in India, a nationalist term from the independence movement. Indians were reclaiming tea as their own. Advanced tea processing technology meant that dust-grade tea, made from broken tea leaf fragments, became widely available to buy in bulk, 
and its affordability saw tea stalls and shops pop up across the country. By the 1960s, what had started out as an exotic drink for the elite had transformed into the drink of the masses. Back at the tea stall, the tea mix on the burner has brewed and Suresh moves the pot from the heat, pouring the rich milky liquid into small glasses. Some tea stalls here serve the chai in petite unglazed terracotta cups called kulas, which come with the added benefit that you can smash the cup when you've finished, which makes for an even more satisfying tea hit. But from stall to stall and state to state, brewing techniques, ingredients and quality vary. But chai is often served as masala chai, masala meaning a spice mixture. In this part of northern India, chai is generally made by boiling up a strong blend of black tea with water, sugar, milk and an aromatic spice mix, including the likes of fresh ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, cloves and black pepper. But we'd seen and tasted the result of many different methods across India. In Tamil Nadu, for example, tea and spices are brewed separately to the milk, which is pulled with sugar to create a frothy mix and combined with the spiced tea infusion just before serving. As a final flourish, Suresh sprinkles his masala blend directly into the glasses of chai before mixing. Masala is the element of Indian chai that isn't new and, renowned for its Ayurvedic properties, has been consumed in India for thousands of years. India's love for masala knows no bounds and it seems to find a way into anything here. From masala cola to masala mouth freshener, there really is no limit. So why would chai be any different? Masala is India's twist on the standard cup of tea. We sit down on one of the wobbly benches to drink our chai and from inside one of the counter units, Suresh pulls out a book on kushti, a form of South Asian wrestling popular in Varanasi. He explains proudly how his father was a renowned wrestler and teacher of the discipline in the city. He's passed away now, but his picture and that of the tea stalls stare back at us from the book. Suresh doesn't practice kushti, but shows us some objects from his own hobbies, a coin collection and some old film cameras. He's eager for us to see that there's more to him than just chai. Although his father and grandfather were both chai wallers, He's determined that his daughter will be the one to break this trend. He pays extra money for her to attend an English-speaking school in a bid to improve her future prospects. Suresh's job requires stamina. Hundreds of cups of chai must be churned out daily to make ends meet. The days start early and finish late, and come monsoon rain or blistering heat, he's at his burner brewing tea for anyone who visits his stall that day. All are welcome. But Suresh is just one of hundreds of thousands of chai wallers across India, each with a story and a cup of chai unique to them. <laughs>